Welcome to Tiger Talk, the podcast for Mercy High School in Middletown, Connecticut, where we talk about everything Mercy, including students, faculty and staff, alumni, and leaders in our community. Learn more about Mercy High School at our website, mercyhigh.com. Everyone, and welcome to our latest episode of Tiger Talk, the podcast that is about everything Mercy High School in Middletown, Connecticut. I am so excited today to be joined by the Lieutenant Governor of Connecticut, Susan Beisowitz, along with our student council officers. Kylie, can you introduce yourself, please? Hi, I'm Kylie, and I'm the student council president. And Kayla. Hi, I'm Kayla. I'm student council vice president. Hello, Kat. Hi, I'm Kat, and I'm student council secretary. Great. And Ava, our treasurer, will ask our first question. One of my questions for you is like, describe your role as lieutenant governor and why you thought that would be and why you wanted to do that. So I, first of all, my daughter, my oldest daughter's name is Ava. Love that name. And um, she now works at Google. She does uh, social media, which is pretty cool. But uh, my job as Lieutenant Governor, I would say is twofold. So my cons- I have two constitutional responsibilities. Um, one is that I lead the debate in the state Senate, much the same way that Kamala Harris Uh, leads the debate in the United States Senate. And also, if the governor is, um, for some reason, unable to serve, he resigns, he's ill, he goes out of state, then I'm the governor if he's left the state. Uh, And if something should happen, although I just saw him about an hour ago and he was looking pretty healthy to me, uh, I would um, take over for him. And actually, you know, that it has happened. I think I, I did the math on this and six times over the past uh, hundred years, um, Lieutenant governors have had to step up and be governor because sometimes we've had governors who've run for the U.S. Senate and won or been appointed as a member of a presidential cabinet or uh, had to resign and the lieutenant governor took over. So, you know, it's it's an important role also um, because there's so much work to do running a state of 3.5 million people, particularly during the pandemic. There is just so much to do that one person can't do it all himself or herself. So the governor and I have been a very good team in in making sure that we are putting public health first and also trying to make sure that we reopen our economy and that our kids uh, who are students like you are being educated despite all the challenges that are presented by the pandemic. So that is my job in a nutshell. Um, And I know that some of you are are female leaders. So another very cool part of my job is 
that I run the Governor's Council on Women and Girls. And that council is modeled after a council that President Obama created at the federal level and that the state of New York has had where all of our cabinet secretaries or commissioners, as we call them, sit together every other month and we talk about policies that can advance women and girls. So the reason that the governor and I started this council literally in the first month that we were in office is because we wanted to make sure that we were putting the interests of uh, women and girls first, because when you do that, you uplift every family in our state. And so we have a very diverse cabinet. About half of our commissioners are women, and about 40% of them are people of color. Um, And we were very intentional about that because we think that the more diversity of experience, voices, opinions, uh, the more our cabinet looks like Connecticut, the better the decisions that that we make for um, the people who live here. So those those are, in, in a nutshell, the things that I do. Thank you for your answer. And at Mercy, we're like all about girl power. So I love that you like started that just because you wanted to get like more voices and like more girls interested in like leading in government because not to toot our own horn, but I feel like my student council, we're kind of like core four. Like we, when we want to do something, if we put our minds to it, we really can do it. And I think more girls need to realize that they have that ability too. So I feel like that council was going to do a lot of good. Absolutely. And there are four areas that we focus on. One is economic opportunity and workforce development. Second is health and safety, because there are special health and safety issues that affect women that don't necessarily affect men uh, as much. Leadership and education and STEM. Thank you so much. That sounds unbelievable. Also, it sounds like you have your hands full with all these different things, but everything is so important at the government level and the state. So we also have another question for you. So what was it that got you interested originally in public service? Ah, so this will take you back to um, my high school days. So I don't know if Mercy students participate in American Legion Girl State. Do they do that? I believe we've had a couple of participate. Yes. So every year, American Legion, there's boys state and there's girls state. And the idea is um, that girls, and it's usually juniors who've just finished their junior year. So it's a summer between your junior and senior year. When it was in person, you would go to um, either the University of Connecticut or Eastern and stay for a week and learn how a bill becomes a law at the state and at the federal level. And they would hold elections for local office, for state office, and for Boys and Girls Nation. So they would send two people to be senators to Washington, and they would also elect a governor, a secretary of the state, a lieutenant governor, a treasurer, et cetera. So I represented Middletown High School, and I happened to go when Ella Grasso was governor. And Ella Grasso 
if you don't know about her, you should read about her because she was the first woman governor elected in her own right in the United States. And she made history in 1974 when she was chosen by the people of Connecticut to be governor. And uh, she made national and international news when that happened. She was on the cover of Time uh, magazine, of The Economist, of uh, a whole bunch of uh, different magazines um, across the globe, actually, uh, because she had done something that no other woman had done before. There had been a couple of women who succeeded their husbands. And one example was Lurleen Wallace, who succeeded her husband, George, but that's in Alabama, and they had term limits. So even when Lurleen was elected, everybody knew George was really the governor because his office was right next to hers, and nobody went to visit her. They all went to visit him. So Ella Grasso did this completely on her own. She was a state representative. She was secretary of the state. Uh, she was in Congress, and she served uh, a term and a half as, as governor. So anyway, she, she spoke at our girl state, and I remember thinking when she talked, oh, you know, maybe someday I would like to be in public service because she talked about what she did as governor and she talked about um, how passionate she was about serving uh, the people of Connecticut. And it was something that I never forgot. And I thought, you know, maybe someday I'd like to be in public service. And I never imagined that, you know, I'd follow in her footsteps, you know, in, in a little bit in the same way, because I was um, a state representative like she was. I, I served several terms as uh, secretary of the state, as she did. I haven't been in Congress, but, I, but I'm now lieutenant governor. So, you know, we shared some similar experiences prior to being in statewide office. So I was just wondering, so like you mentioned that a very inspiring woman like kind of pursued you into becoming a little bit into public service. So what lessons have you sort of learned being a leader and being a woman? Well, I would say that I was always interested in politics and government. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why I took a lot of history. I took a lot of uh, political science courses and economics courses, because I like, I always wanted to know how things worked. And I also was interested in the different personalities and the different kinds of people who were our leaders at all levels, whether it was at the local level, at the federal level, at the state level. And I would say that if you do what you're passionate about, then you'll always do well at it because you like it. And I am always amazed that I actually get paid for what doesn't seem like work to me. And um, I don't get paid a lot, I'll just say, but I, I get paid to do what I really enjoy doing. And so um, if you can get to that point where you can make a living doing something that you really enjoy, then you know you, you're doing the right thing. Um, and the other thing that I would say is, it's important to have mentors along the way um, because 
you know, if you think you might be interested in a particular thing, you know, if like I tell people, if you're interested in running for our office or you'd like to work in government, be an intern, be an intern for a state legislator, a congressman during the summer, go volunteer on a campaign and um, see if that is something that is interesting and exciting to you. And then, you know, as you go to school, whether it's in high school or college, there'll be those teachers who are coaches who, you know, take an interest in, in you and your future. And it's important to have those people at every step of the way, you know, because we need more women leaders, not just in our state legislature, where 34% of our legislators are women. Uh, so clearly, we are, we are nowhere near 50%. And we're doing uh, less well at the federal level where women in Congress make up about um, 25% of our U.S. House and 24% of our U.S. Senate. And 17 of the, of the lieutenant governors around the country are women, and, but we need more. And there are nine governors who are, who are women. We're definitely lucky at Mercy High School because all of our elected officers are women. I love it. <laughs> and I would love to hear from the four of you, from, from Kylie, Kayla, Kat, and Ava, why you decided to run for office. I just really like liked Mercy. It was a passion of mine to like freshman year. There's people who um, on the SAC board were great leaders and I like they did great things. As like a little freshman, I was like, I want to do that when I'm older and to like be a part of something that like I looked up to. So I think that is one of the many reasons why I ran for student council. Also, I like live, breathe Mercy. So as much as I could, I wanted to make a difference at Mercy. So I feel like that's another thing on why I ran for secretary. Yes. Going off of what Kat said, our freshman year, the SAC officers were so good at just squeezing all the spirit out of the students. So I think seeing that our freshman year, it made me love every single event at Mercy and made me want to then make all the events so special for the grades after us. So like this year, every event that we've been in charge of running and stuff, it's been so cool that we're like the brains behind making the events so memorable for everybody else. And also we all like Kat said, we breathe mercy. So it's so cool that we can make other people live, breathe mercy too. Well, and these are, these are skills that are very translatable, right? Because you ran because you thought that what was happening, you know, when you were freshmen, you looked at the upperclassmen that were running things and they got you excited about the school and made you more engaged. And I think that's the fun thing about uh, politics and public service, because it's something bigger than you. And leadership is the ability to engage other people in achieving a goal, which could be an event, changing a law, changing a policy, helping a particular group of people, changing the way people think about issues. That's what good leaders do. And it, it doesn't matter whether you're in the public service or government, or you're in business, you're in the nonprofit world. Leadership is, is that ability to 
engage people and get them involved and get everybody working in the same direction. That's great. Kayla, why did you run for office? So similar to Kat and Kylie, when we were freshmen, I looked up to the seniors and they were on the SAC board and I was just like, wow, these girls are so confident and they're just so able to just get in front of a stage in front of the entire school and just have our grasp our attention. It was insane. And I was like, I want to be just like that. And then so sophomore year, all of us, all four of us ended up being on our sophomore executive board. And that was like kind of the first time I got the taste of like what leadership was. And I know the four of us, we just clicked and we worked so well together and we just became this great team. And like, we all learned how to become leaders together. And I think the four of us being on SAC together kind of just made sense. And it was just, it's just great to be able to like continue leading with each other because we like learned how to be leaders with each other. And I think it's so perfect that we learned how to be leaders together that we are the student council for this year because everything is different and everything at every event that we do, we have to like reinvent because of COVID obviously. So we use the same skills that we did when we were learning how to be leaders to make these crazy cool events that like, uh, like cake auction. We were so proud of how we did that. We didn't think we could pull it off, but we, we did because we just worked together and our dynamic is so good. And I think part of being leaders is having a strong team and like having people to bounce ideas off of and say, that's not a good idea, or this is a good idea. It's really a listening and learning aspect. And so I think that leaders who are innovative, who are creative, who are willing to think outside the box, um, I think are the ones who are successful. And I think that Governor Lamont is that kind of leader. He's very collaborative. You know, he he comes from a business background. I do too. I'm a business lawyer. So I've worked for huge companies and small businesses actually to help them grow. Um, but you know, when the governor saw that during the pandemic that there weren't an, there wasn't enough testing capacity, he just picked up the phone and he called um, the president of CVS in Rhode Island and said, "Hey, you guys are in Rhode Island. You know, you've just acquired Aetna. We really need testing sites opened in New London and Groton. Can you do that?" And like two days later, they were up and running. And, you know, when we were really concerned that there wouldn't be enough ventilators for people, you know, the governor and I reached out to hospitals, the biggest hospital systems. So Yale, Hartford Healthcare, Trinity, and said, okay, we know you guys compete with each other normally, but we are, this is not normal and we cannot have people fighting over ventilators. So we need you all just to put your heads together and figure out how you're going to share what you have, because it was like to the point where you couldn't get anymore because every state in the country was trying to buy them. Every hospital was trying to buy them. So hospitals work together like they never did before. And I think because we put these mechanisms into place around testing and also then now it, it helped us build the infrastructure for vaccination capacity, which is why we're, you know, leading uh, the country and and getting the most people uh, vaccinated because we had already built this infrastructure where we were collaborating with the hospitals, with community health centers, with nonprofits, um, and with big companies. And so 
leadership is collaboration, it's innovation, it's creativity, it's thinking, you know, differently when you have to. And um, I think public speaking is a really good thing to, to practice. And a lot of us are doing it more on Zoom than in person. But I, I do think I went to public school, K through 12, and I'm a huge public school advocate. Um, some of my cousins went to Mercy and Xavier. And I do think a positive of a girls high school is that girls will step up and lead and not have to worry what the male population or care what the male population is is thinking. And I think that's a good thing because you see in middle school and you see in high school that all of a sudden girls won't study science and math and girls stop speaking up in the classroom and stop being student council president and all that. And so I think what you're doing is great. And I say, just keep it up because we need more female leaders at every level. You know, we have so few leaders of Fortune 500 companies. It's only about 5% of Fortune 500 companies are uh, led by women. You know, here we are, it's 2021, yet um, we only have 25 out of 100 female senators. So we got a lot of work to do, ladies. We do. I think these girls are up to the challenge. I think so. <laughs> Not a doubt in my mind. For sure. I know, Lieutenant Governor, you, you touched upon some some of the creative things at, that you've had to do because of COVID. How would you say that your job has changed the most because of the pandemic? You know, I don't think my job has changed um, because, you know, I st- like tomorrow I'm going to go to the Capitol and I'm going to preside over the Senate. We just won't have as many people in the chamber <laughs> you know, because they will limit the number of people who can be there. You know, I think that um, I've done a lot more over Zoom and Microsoft Teams and online platforms. Normally, I'd be doing things in person, you know. And so uh, to me, it's just odd to have TV interviews where I'm talking to a TV reporter the way I'm talking to you from my dining room, right? So I think, you know, on on the one hand, this has made things more efficient. You know, I still do events in person every day. The governor and I just did a rebranding of the Connecticut Grown label because we want to support farmers and encourage people to buy local produce. So we went to a farm in Wallingford and we did that as an in-person event. So I will do press conferences mainly outside uh, or in a big space with social distancing. And, you know, I, one thing I'll say about Zoom is sometimes now I have Zoom speaking engagements or meetings. So it's much more efficient. I feel like some days I have, I can get a lot done because I don't have to get into my car, drive an hour, spend an hour speaking, get in the car, spend an hour driving back, right? Um, I can just move on to the next engagement. So there's certain things I like, but what I don't like is, you know, the real in-person interaction, you know, you miss that, right? But I'd like to ask, so are you all seniors? So tell me, do we know yet what you're planning on doing for college? Do you have that set in stone yet or still waiting? 
Um, for me, I'm still deciding between some because I haven't actually gotten to see the schools that I'm interested in because I can't really like travel out of state and because I have like lacrosse and stuff and also just because the pandemic. So, um, I'm deciding between like Clemson and University of South Carolina. So I'm still working on that, but one of those two. (laughs) You'll be somewhere in South Carolina. Very nice. I am also deciding. I, um got into my top two Fairfield and Fordham. So um, I've seen both. So it's kind of just like a pros and cons, like the actual very like 10, nine, which one's the better one. So Mm -hmm. um, it's just hard to make a decision, especially now, like with all the virtual stuff and can't see places. My parents are doing a virtual parents night that they couldn't have ever done like five years ago and they're meeting other parents. So that's like another, you were saying pros and cons. So that's another pro. So I know I haven't heard back from a couple of my schools. This week is actually a big week for me to hear back from some schools, but I did just visit UConn over the weekend. And so I'm trying to major in biology and they have a really great program. So I'm definitely very interested in UConn. UConn is a great place. I'm one of four, and two of the four of us uh, went to UConn. Two of us went to Yale, two of us went to UConn. They have a great honors program, too. So we love smart students staying in Connecticut, so that would be great. Hope you go. Yeah, me too. I'm just like Kayla. We apply to the same pool of schools. We don't necessarily want to end up at the same school. We're twins. I don't know if you recognize. I saw the names. I didn't (laughs) want to ask. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. So we're still, I'm still waiting to hear back from a few skills, but I also really liked UConn. Yeah. And and these girls have been at Mercy pretty much every day, which has been wonderful. It's wonderful to have the students in the building. And uh, we just went, we proactively went remote around the holidays for a couple Mm -hmm. of weeks. But other than that, we've, we've been in the building, which has been wonderful. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I wish you every success. And I will say that we've had in-person interns in the lieutenant governor's office, you know, since we started and we would have like five or six a semester from all kinds of public and private schools and community colleges. And we've had um, during when the pandemic started, we just switched to having virtual interns which was a little strange, but, you know, everybody coped and, um, you know, it was even probably easier for them because they didn't have to go to the Capitol, but the Capitol was closed. So that's why we had to, we had to go virtual. So I'll just put that out there for next fall uh, or the summer, you want to be an intern. I think actually, I think for summer, we may be already full because we did the, we did all of that, but for fall, please apply. Oh, this is good to know. Yes. Writing notes down, girls. Yes. Good. And also, you know, um, so you're welcome to join our office and um, the General Assembly has internship programs for students who are in Connecticut. So you mentioned Fordham. What was the other one? Fairfield or Sacred Heart? Yeah, Fairfield. Fairfield. Okay. And we've got the two Yukons and still waiting. And South Carolina may be a little tough. Just some warmer weather. That's, you know, that's it. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Lieutenant Governor, for your time and for your insights and just providing us some some great information about being a leader and what it means and 
we definitely have some aspiring leaders here as well. And I know they're going to do amazing things. And uh, it's just wonderful to, to talk with you and get your support. Oh, my pleasure. I have no, I have no doubt. I can tell that they are leaders and uh, wish them every success. So what's the countdown for when school ends? We're down to like 27 days or something like that. It's crazy. You're kidding. Oh my goodness. Wow. Okay. Well, listen, good luck. Um, I'm excited to know what your future holds and um, maybe some of you will be our future interns. For sure. Thank you so much for participating today. And thank you everyone for listening to the Tiger Talk podcast. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Tiger Talk podcast. Listen to the latest episodes at mercyhigh.com or subscribe to get the latest podcasts delivered to your device, either at iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify.